It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yo, 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 welcome to the first ever Hoops at Lunch NBA Gambling Podcast here on Outkick Bets with me, your host, Jeff Clark. Expect an NBA daily betting podcast Monday through Friday throughout the rest of the NBA regular season now that NFL starting to cool off, and I'll also be doing the NBA playoffs. Um, I'll probably tweet out days uh, Monday through Friday that I'll be taking off whenever that comes, but I'm going to try to... Um, go for the rest of the season, Monday through Friday, and maybe even a couple times on the weekend, depending on how hot or cold I'm running. Speaking of which, my pre-podcast NBA betting record this season has been goddamn atrocious, if I'm being honest with you guys. I am several games below 500. It was ugly last season around this time. I started an NBA podcast with my former employee after the first of 2020 or 1st of January in 2022 uh, made a deal with OutKick to start an NBA podcast after again the NFL season cooled down in the first or second in this case 2023 so um, had a rough start to last season having an even worse start to this season but in my NBA podcast last year I went nuts on uh, just a great heater cooled off a little bit come the uh, playoffs but still up I think 35 games above 500 last year. And frankly, I need um, as aggressive or a sharp turnaround this season to get out of the hole. Um, It's embarrassing. It's whack. But I'm being honest with you guys, um, being transparent so you guys could either fade or follow me or just know where I'm at as I'm starting this podcast. Um, But again, I I, I am a daily high-volume NBA gambler. The NBA is my favorite sport to bet on, and it's usually the most profitable sport for me to wager on. I guess golf has kind of jumped ahead of the NBA recently, but still love the NBA, love love gambling on a daily. It's got its issues, right? Um, the, the motivation for the players in the regular season is hard to, to find. Um, a lot of players are sitting out because of load management BS, something that I hate, you hate, Really, anyone who watches basketball or professional sports hates, especially if you're gambling on it. So, um, as always, it's kind of buyer beware for any of these picks that you fade or follow. You know, I would definitely make sure to check the final injury reports before making or locking in a bet. But because this is my my job, and because I try to get the best of the number, and I usually get the best of the number, I'll be firing out my picks earlier in the day. Again, I'm calling this hoops at lunch. Um, because I will be recording around lunchtime in the Eastern Standard window. Granted, I'm out in um, Long Beach, California, so I'm actually recording 10 a.m. my time today. Um, But expect this Hoops at Lunch podcast to hit your OutKick bets daily feed around 1.30 Eastern Standard Time um, every day, Monday through Friday. And I'll be trying to bring in guests as the season goes through. I got a bunch of, you know, sports betting 
personalities that I'm friends with, fellow gamblers, handicappers, uh, NBA betters that I'll uh, connect with and hopefully we'll add to the conversation, um, provide some winning bets as well and make you guys money. That's, that's my first and foremost goal here. Not just making myself money, but hopefully if you guys follow along and I'm running hot, we can make money together. Um, but I do have three picks in the NBA today. It's again, Monday, January 2nd. There's an 11 game slate. Um, the first game that I'm looking at here is the Toronto Raptors at the Indiana Pacers. Right now, according to DraftKings, which is the sponsor of this podcast, um, they have great promotions, which I'll talk about here in a few minutes. But right now, DraftKings lists the Toronto Raptors as a one and a half point underdog, plus 100 on the money line. Pacers, minus 120 on the money line. Um, And I'm going with the Toronto Raptors getting the points. The Pacers won the first meeting against the Raptors earlier this season, November 12th. Uh, They beat them 118 to 104. The Pacers were two and a half point favorites at home in that game, but it it was a misleading result, in my opinion. Um, Toronto actually had an eight point lead entering the fourth quarter, but got outscored 36 14 in the fourth, which. Um, contributed to the eight-point loss, obviously, or 14-point loss, obviously. Also, and probably more importantly, Toronto was missing two starters, um, all-star Pascal Siakam and former all-star point guard Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet isn't as important to Toronto or the number as Siakam. Siakam um, is their leading scorer, leading rebounder, and I believe leading assist man. He's got a plus nine um, on-off net rating this season, according to cleaningtheglass.com. And he missed uh, the first meeting against the, the Pacers earlier this season. So now that Toronto is closer to full strength, uh, Van Vliet's uh, status is questionable, but Pascal Siakam is in the projected starting lineup. I think this is a different game. Indiana was at full strength um, last time against the, against the, the Toronto Raptors. So... Uh, being that the Raptors are a little healthier, I think gives them an edge here, and it's also a good spot for the Raptors. They're, they last played on Friday, December thirtieth, which is two days ago. They beat the Phoenix Suns one thirteen to one hundred four at home, um, so they're on two days of rest. But um, in their last ten games on two days of rest, the Raptors are eight and two against the number. They also perform really well against teams with a winning record. They're fourteen and nine against the spread against versus teams with a winning record and seven and three against the spread on the road versus winning teams. So Indiana surprisingly has this above 500 record. Um, actually the first NBA podcast, NBA preview podcast that I did for outkick bets. I had, um, pregame handicapper, handicapper, excuse me, McKenzie rivers on and his best bet was over the Indiana Pacers win total, which I think he, was around 23 and a half. So the Pacers are far exceeding expectations, but now that we're closer to the all-star break or halfway through the season, the Pacers aren't sneaking up on anyone. Um, and the the Raptors being motivated um, by an embarrassing finish to last, uh, their last meeting with the Pacers, I think helps them in this spot. And um, it's going to further, I guess, strengthen, for lack of a better word, their strength on weakness edges over Indiana. 
And what I mean by that is the Toronto Raptors crash the glass and Indiana cannot defensive rebound. Toronto's fifth in offensive rebounding, third and second chance points per game. Indiana's 29th in both defensive rebounding rate and second chance points per game. Now that's a that's an effort stat, right? Um, also, Toronto is much better at manipulating officials and Indiana gets into foul trouble. Uh, Toronto's 10th in offensive free throw attempt rate. Indiana's 29th in defensive free throw attempt rate. Another effort-based metric. Um, And then we have ball security, which Toronto is a lot better at than Indiana. And um, if the Raptors can have better ball security, which they should be able to, they'll be able to control the pace and flow of this game. Toronto's first in offensive and defensive turnover rate. And they also lead the league in points off of turnovers per game. Indiana gets a little clumsy with the ball. They're 20th in offensive turnover rate. And again, I think all these stats matter more in this spot considering the Raptors were embarrassed by the Pacers. And Toronto needs to start winning games. Um, They're sub-500 right now. They are, excuse me, me, go to the basketball reference page here, pull up their exact record. They're 16-20 and right now. They're the 12th seed in the East. Um, so they need to get into that play-in range, and they were, I think, a five seed last year, so they didn't even have to play in the play-in. So they they are will, really underperforming expectations, and hopefully they can get it going here on Monday against the Pacers and cash our first best bet here on the Hoops at Lunch NBA Outkick Bets podcast. So let's go with the Toronto Raptors, uh, plus one and a half. Oh, final note, I have it here on my sheet. It is a pros versus Joes game. Um, in the consensus betting market, according to pregame.com, more money's on Toronto, but more bets are placed on Indiana since sharps place larger bets. The cash columns consider the sharper side of the market, whereas the bets place column is considered the public side. So pros are on Toronto. Let's, let's follow the money here and bet the Toronto Raptors. Uh, before I get into the next game, I'm going to handicap. Let me shout out the Um, sponsor of this podcast, DraftKings Sportsbook, who is now operational in Ohio. Ohio launched sports betting um, the first of this year. You can get a promotional bonus by visiting uh, DraftKings.com backslash OutKickOhio. DraftKings is now offering a $200 deposit bonus instantly when you make your first $5 bet. So visit that. It's on outkick.com or twitter.com backslash outkick so visit outkick bets on twitter and you can get access to that promotion also we have tools at outkick that will help you get the best of the number which is the most important thing to do at in sports betting you can um, use our odds finder player props finder and future finder to get the best number at DraftKings sportsbook and a few other um, sports books but um, access a promotional code or a promotional offer from Jive King, especially all of our Ohio listeners. And you can find that again at uh, Outkick Bets on Twitter. Um, all right, so going on to the next best bet, which is the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to lay it with the Warriors. Um, right now, the Warriors are favored one and a half. Money lines minus 120. So I'm just going to do the, the minus 120 money line. Um, the one and a half is minus one ten, so I'm gonna just pay the extra ten cents and not have to fuss with that extra point and a half. But to me, this is a matchup between two teams with very similar profiles. 
except Golden State has more continuity and better coaching. Granted, the Warriors are missing Steph Curry. He will not be active for this game. But Jordan Poulos stepped up since being injured in the in the starting lineup. He's averaging at least 30 points per game over the last four games. Um, and both teams like to play through their backcourts. Obviously, Golden State prefers if they had Steph Curry. But Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson are still um, as good of a backcourt, in my opinion, as Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, the, the Hawks guards. Both are um, bad at getting to the foul line and send their opponents to the foul line too much. Um, But Golden State is a little bit better offensively, um, and they have have the first best defensive shot quality allowed, whereas Atlanta is bottom five in both offensive and defensive shot quality. So even though these teams have similar profiles, Golden State gets better looks and Atlanta puts up too many inefficient mid-range jump shots. Um, The most important thing is both teams are terrible on the road, but the Warriors are the home team here. Um, The home team has won by double digits in the series. Uh, They won both games by double digits in the series. Last year, Golden State's in their fifth of an eight-game homestand. Again, Jordan Poole. Through the first four games at home is averaging 30 points per game. Golden State's 4-0 straight up and against the spread in those four games. Golden State, their home and and, and, and away splits are like night and day. Uh, on At home this year, they're an NBA best 13-4 against the number. They have a plus 4.5 spread differential. Atlanta has been terrible on the road this season. They were terrible last season. 6-11 straight up, 6-10-1 against the number. They have the second worst road net rating, um, only ahead of the Golden State Warriors. So, Golden State Warriors play a lot better at home. Typically, role players play better at home, and um, the Warriors are essentially playing through role players since their MVP candidate and and best player Steph Curry won't be in this game. So, I'm going to take the Warriors at home because again. Similar identity as the Atlanta Hawks, but they have a lot better coaching and more continuity. Um, And then my third and final best bet here on the Monday, January 2nd slate, I'm going to the Miami Heat playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Heat are the seventh seed right now in the East, kind of quietly above 500. And I think most people assume that they're struggling or having a down year and I guess comparatively speaking, they are. They were the one seed last year, but uh, Miami's still a tough out. Uh, Nineteen and eighteen. The the Clippers are quietly twenty and seventeen, fifth seed in the West. But when Kawhi Leonard has played, they're pretty much the best team in the league. I actually have a uh, preseason um, ticket on the Clippers at plus seven fifty to win the NBA Finals, um, and they look great with Kawhi Leonard here. Um, are back in the lineup. Favor uh, the Clippers right now are favored two and a half, which is ticking down. That's kind of surprising. Um, they're not even the only person on their injury report right now is Nicholas Batum. So I'm assuming there's sharp action taking the Miami Heat. But we're looking at the total in this game. I'm going under two nineteen and a half. Um, it opened at two twenty five and a half. And has been has been lowered three points despite most of the money, most of the action being on the over. So we have reverse line movement, and I think this reverse line movement is particularly noteworthy considering um, 
the Miami Heat and the Clippers have went over the total in six of their last seven meetings since 2019. Um, the only time they didn't go over the total, they had a push. So they're 6 one to the over in their head-to-head matchups in their last seven head-to-head matchups. Both are historically good three-point shooting teams, um, but both have poor half-court offenses this year. That could be a health thing. Either way, I think the reverse line movement, in spite of both teams being historically good at three-pointers and um, playing mostly to the over in their head-to-head series, is more noteworthy. Um, But from a stylistic standpoint, this game just fits an under more so than an over, despite the the head-to-head trend. So I guess it is buyer beware, but I am telling you the one caveat or one concern in this handicap is their head-to-head trends, which typically go um, over. But both have a bottom 10 pace. Both have a bottom 10 offensive shot quality, but a top five defensive shot quality. Um, They each like to take inefficient mid-range field goals. Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler both like to operate in the mid-range, but both are there to defend each other in the mid-range as well. Um, Obviously, Kawhi and Jimmy Butler, two above-average defensive players, and I think they're going to bring the best out of each other this year, uh, this game, and really make it a a, a more of a defensive battle. Um, At least that's what the sharp money is saying as well. Both keep opponents off the foul line and are top five in the defensive free throw attempt rate. There should be a lot of one-and-done possessions since neither team um, crashes the glass much, more offensive rebounds, and both are actually exceptional defensive rebounding teams. Um, Each team closes out on three-pointers really well. They're both top 10 in defensive wide-open three-point percentage, which is um, defined by the defender being six feet or less um, from the the three-point shooter. So... The Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Clippers aren't giving up a lot of wide-open looks. The Clippers are always playing to the under at home this season. They're 3-15 and 15 to the under um, at home. The Clippers are this season. They got a minus 10.8 over-under differential. And we are fading a little bit of recency bias. Um, Miami's offense has put up 126 points, 119 points in its last two games, but they are 23rd in offensive rating. They put up 126 against Utah, which currently has the... um, Give me one second, let my sheet load here. Utah's currently got the third worst defensive rating in the league, and they put up 119 against the Denver Nuggets, which is ranked 25th in defensive rating, according to cleaningtheglass.com. So uh, Miami's recent offensive outburst could be misleading, um, and they're a much better defensive team than than they are offensively. And the same can be said about the Clippers, although I guess that could be a little misleading as well because they've, you know, they've, they've had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in and out of the lineup the whole season. So their offense... Uh, is trending up and um, will eventually, I think, be one of the best units in the league. But as of as of today, the Clippers are fifth in defensive rating, Miami's eighth in defensive rating, according to cleaningglass.com. So I think we're going to have a defensive ma- ba- uh, battle in the, in the Crip in L.A., and I'm going under 219.5 in the Miami Heat-Los Angeles Clipper game. So I'm going to add that to my other two picks, which is the Raptors plus one and a half 
and the my the Warriors minus one twenty in the money line. Raptors playing the Pacers. Warriors hosting the Atlanta Hawks. And that's it. That's the first um, NBA, excuse me, Hoops at Lunch NBA betting podcast for Outkick Bets. I'm your host, Jeff Clark. Please show me some love. Leave me a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, share this podcast with your friends. Um, any fellow NBA handicappers, I'm sure would appreciate listening to someone else um, riff off uh, picks and give, all, give out um, picks for the NBA slates. So, um, best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow me, I got to turn it around, but I'm hoping that, um, January 2nd, the first hoops at lunch podcast will be the, uh, comeback, the start of comeback season here for your boy. So, uh, once again, peace out or best of luck and peace out. Yeah.